0: Hi guys, it's Parisa from 168 and we are back after a little bit of a break with a new episode of the 168 podcast. Um, you may have noticed it's now AMRAP 20. We're going to keep these nice and short, nice and sweet for you guys um, and and uh, today, Dean and I are going to be talking about our experience going from corporate roles to opening our own gym. So, um, afternoon, Dean.
1: Afternoon. How you going, guys?
0: We uh, we wanted to I guess give you guys a bit of a rundown of our own experiences just briefly on what we did and how we moved from that corporate role into opening our own businesses and uh, and the experience that we had and what we learnt from our corporate lives that we could incorporate into the business.
1: Yeah. And just because it's probably not just applicable to, to gyms, it's applicable to anyone that's uh, thinking of making the leap from a corporate nine to five, or um, well, they're not really nine to fives anymore, are they? A lot longer uh, than that. Yeah. Uh, to their own business, um, which I cannot highly recommend enough, but um, you know, you want to be prepared for it. And then, and luckily, um, unbeknownst to me at the time when I did leave corporate is a lot of the stuff that I'd learned working for a large organization would later come back uh, to help me. And I think it's attributed it for a, a large amount of success that we've had yep. um, with multiple locations and things like that. I don't think we would have been able to achieve with the level of success that we have had we not had that experience. Yep. So we always want to talk about some of that stuff now, how we made that leap and, and things that you want to take with you. And some maybe the things that you might want to leave behind.
0: Yeah. Cause there are a few of those as well. Um, and I think something that's important to note is a lot of people will make the leap from an author now, particularly, during COVID, working from home, people are doing some things on the side, some side hustles wanting to make the leap from their corporate lives into something that they love doing, it's their passion, it's what they think about all the time, we were lucky enough that we were able to do that but I think you've got to be careful that that it's not just, and i use us as an example, running a gym. It's not like we love CrossFit so much. We're going to open a CrossFit gym and then just train all day. Hmm. That's not how it works. Um, that would be great, but that's not how it works. No, There's no. a lot more involved. And I think, again, as you said, having that corporate back background really helped, um, yeah. So, Dean, what was your experience? You worked at... So, okay. I
1: worked for um, a large financial institution, um, one of the majors in Australia, for 12 years. I started then when I was 17. Um, so, fresh out of school, did uni and worked at the same time for a few years. And then, uh, towards the end of that 12 years, I opened the gym maybe a year or two before the end. So, I was doing both for a little while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: And how did you find that?
1: So, um, when there was an overlap, it was really, really difficult. And we got started, but it never really took off until I left yeah. that institution and concentrated on it full time. So I think the number one less the first lesson um, I learned is that if you want to be successful at something, you need to be all in. Yeah. So if you are thinking that you can do both, um, that's a good way to start, to hedge your bets, to have your nine to five. And then when you get home, continue to work. It is very long hours, yeah. very worth it, I would say, but be prepared for that. Um, but I think if you think that you can do both forever, you're mistaken because you'll be mediocre at both. If you want to be great at one of them, you need to jump, you need to take that leap, um, and, and throw yourself all in. And that's really when the magic started happening. I think we doubled our membership in the six months. Yeah. Um, we, were, we were at a certain number for two and a half, three years. Yeah. And then when I took over the business full time and bought out a business partner and, and took it on um, full ownership of that, yeah, we doubled membership in, in six months. So, um, that's the first lesson, I think. The second lesson is that um, if, if you're expecting it to be less hours than your nine to five, initially, it will not be. Yeah. And when I say initially, I mean for many years and you need to be prepared for that. Uh, It's not like, yeah, a lot of people think they're going to open the gym, maybe do it on the side or, um, you know, be able to just train when they want, stuff like that. And if you want to do that, um, I mean, I I think some people may be able to do that, but they're not going to have the sort of level of success um, if that's what they're after imitating like what we what we want with multiple locations and, and you know, several hundred members across, um, that you're just not going to get that. Um, you need to be prepared for, for extremely long hours for weekends, yeah. all that sort of stuff. You forget nine to five, forget Monday to Tuesday or Monday to Friday, even because your week is, is Monday to Sunday. Yeah. Um, 24/7. And, and 24/7 yeah, yeah yeah like if the buck stops with you someone forgets their keys locks themselves out whatever it doesn't matter what time of day it is like you're up if something breaks if it, you don't have a day off that's you know it, yeah. so yeah be prepared for that um and i know it sounds really really negative um but it's- it is the greatest joy i think um to 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 work it's not work i keep using that word it's not work when you love it i know that sounds cliched um i would not do anything else. Yeah. Um, if if you told me, um, you know this this you would have mediocre money, and you know for the first three years we didn't make any money. Yeah. It all yeah. went back into the business. Yeah. Another thing you need to be prepared for. Yeah, um, yeah it, it takes several years before this is going to be profitable. You can't wait six months to a year and expect to to be reaching your 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 earning potential. That's, that's going to take a while. You need to make some sacrifices. Um, I lived above the gym in what looked like a drug den for many years. It was a makeshift warehouse that I sort of converted and it was, it was terrible. Like I don't know why, why I say this so long, but, um, you know, things like that to, to save money. Yeah. Um, that's what I did. Lived above both. All three gyms. The first three gyms I lived above. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that, that, and, but fantastic experience and-, you know, and very worth it now and
0: worth it now
1: definitely definitely but again it's it's not work i loved every day yeah you know um i used to have to drag myself out of bed every morning and i just hated putting on that suit whereas now i i get to go to work not i not i have to go to work i get to go to work and i i see it that way every day i can't wait to you know and i'm really blessed to have a great team and just fantastic members yeah yeah you know it makes a big difference <laughs> fantastic members yeah. um and so yeah we've been we've been really lucky, but it's hard work
0: it's hard work, yeah. and i don't uh, i yes, a little bit of luck, but also that comes from you know our members and our yeah. culture and our you know community um so, in terms of that experience, was there a defining moment where you stop, you're like, I, I'm done with corporate, I quit?
1: No. Um, they had to tell me I quit.
0: Okay. <laughs> Which was so, a blessing. Yeah.
1: And, and I, I talk a lot to a lot of people that are very hesitant to leave their job and, you know, they, said, they say things like, you know, it was just so, so sure for you. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Even when, even as much as I loved doing what we did, um, I had to be told to leave. Yeah. And I, and I was, I was due well before that, but making that leap is scary. Yeah. Particularly when you've been there for a long time, you feel comfortable, um, which is not something that you, you should, you, you should pursue for long. If you're really comfortable where you are, it might, it's probably time for a change. Yeah. Um, and I got really comfortable. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to to leave and work full time on the gym even though it was there. It was established. I loved doing it, yep. and they still had to push me. So if you're hesitant, that's normal.
0: Yeah. Well, because I'm comfortable. Hundred percent. I'm probably a little bit on the opposite end of things because I was very ready, and not because I didn't like what I was doing. I actually didn't mind my corporate job. Um, I was in my ninth year, and um, but I just loved this side of it so much, mm. and I was ready to. I just went for it, and I'm I'm probably a little bit more of a risk taker. Um, in that sense, I was like, mm. oh, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> At the time, I was also single and living with my parents, so it's a whole different story. Now might be a little bit different. You want to, you know, obviously <laughs> do your research and make sure you're going into the right thing for the right reasons. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was I wasn't hesitant at all so it was a it was really exciting to to make that leap
1: um yeah yeah it's interesting it's very different it's very different I, i consider myself a risk taker and i was not ready to take that risk yeah yeah. So, yeah. So, if you're feeling hesitant, that that's normal.
0: It's very normal. Yeah. It's very normal. And you've got your security of your, your job and your mm. your 9 to 5 and your weekly paycheck. You've got a salary. Yeah. You, got, you don't know what's going to happen. And you
1: got you your say. parents telling you that, you know, you went to uni and this is what you should be doing for the rest of your life.
0: I'm still getting that now. Uh, I'm 36 this year and I'm still getting... I, I still My mum still asks me sometimes, you sure you don't ever want to go back to accounting? Yeah, I get that. Still. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But my mum thinks I teach aerobics classes, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think, so. I think my mom does too. <laughs> um, so in terms of experiences that we, we took out of corporate that mm. we've implemented here, because this is yeah. really important, I think that business knowledge mm. in this day and age, especially in running a gym, at least in our industry, like it's super, super important. Yeah. You need to know numbers. You need yeah. to be able to look at reports, analyze yeah. a P&L and a, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. What are some of the things that you took out of
1: yeah. So so what was interesting when I left corporate, I thought I'd never, I never want to do any of that stuff again. And I just looked at the business as a bit of a hobby, a bit of a side thing. Um, and then slowly I got to realize that it actually runs better with some of those processes that large corporations implement there is a reason why they do those things yeah. they've been well researched and established over you know decades um, they work you know, if not longer so um, so we, we slowly started to creep some of those things in and, and the more we thought about it as an organization as a company the better I think the gyms ran um, because we were more on top of things we were able to adapt to change faster we were able to, to bring things to members quicker based on Feedback. Um, I, I identify target markets and get you know th- more people in yep. um, and add to the vibe and that sort of thing. So um, I, I think that yeah, the, the first thing that will happen when you leave your job um, and um, start your own business is that you will think, "I never want to do that stuff again." Yeah. You know, and we avoided <laughs> it for a long time, but. We we met with certain people. Certainly, when we met with uh, Jason Kalipa, yep. um, who's a is a gym owner in the yep. uh, in America yep. that owns a number of gyms, uh, won the CrossFit Games, I think two thousand nine, two thousand eight, one of the early one of the early firebreathers. Yeah. yeah, so we met with him in Singapore, and we went over some things. And he started to bring up uh, a lot of things that looked very familiar that he uses in all his organization. So one of those things was, um, you know, a, a um, incentives for staff um how to keep people motivated how to provide opportunity different tiers of coaching and things like that and it started to look a lot like hierarchies at work and, and that sort of thing and um again how you implement these things are up to you we've always tried to take the approach that we want to take the best of these things but we don't want to appear super corporate yeah. right at the end of the day um it's about community yeah um we want to have we want to have fun and we want to provide the best experience for our members but we certainly think that some of these things help us do that yep. the more motivated your staff are the better the classes they're going to run yep. that that impacts members the more targeted your marketing to be to the sorts of people that you want in your gym that adds to the vibe which directly impacts members um so things like that we we've we've been able to identify the things that we like and the things that we we don't like um so certainly processes so to say what we do uh every monday we meet all three gyms um owners and managers and we go over things like action items from the the um the week before, yep. we look at what the due dates were for those things, and you know we're held accountable for the actions that we've taken on. Yep. Um, and you know if goalposts move and things like that, we discuss that. But we certainly have an action assigned to a person, yep. and then dates. So it seems super simple, um, but. You know, things like keeping people accountable as your business gets bigger yeah. is really important. So, that's one of the things that we, we take from from corporate. Yeah. Um, I know the finance institution I used to work for, we would do that every Monday. We'd yeah. meet in a huddle, we yeah. called it, and go over actions for the week and a 90-day plan and things like that. So, yeah. you know, this might sound familiar to all you, you corporates out there. Yeah. Um, we do that. And you do,
0: and the thing we would – and the thing I remember really clearly from corporate is that in those Monday – we used to have ours on a Monday as well. Mm-hmm. And I worked for an executive recruitment firm. Um, and the managing director, CEO, all the partners, all the way – like the EAs, every single person who worked in that office mm-hmm. met on a Monday. Yeah. And it didn't matter what department you were from, our entire yeah. finance team – would sit into that meeting yep. and marketing was there, HR was there, and we would go through same sort of thing. And then each department obviously then had their own, yeah. own meetings. But yep. I think in terms of us and our business, we've all kind of taken on certain roles as well, Yeah. Um, depending on our, our strengths and yeah. experiences from our prior roles. Yep. We've got our gym managers who, who have their roles. So that's one thing that yeah. maybe when mm-hmm. we first opened – you know, you would have taken on all of those roles. I know I was taking on all of the roles of of cleaner and marketing and finance and Everything all at once. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so, we have mini
1: departments. We now have mini departments. And they've happened naturally based on people's strengths. So, yes. I think that's a good thing to do in um, your business is identify who the key players are, yes. work out what their strengths are, yes. and think of them as departments. Yes. And when you assign roles to them, think about who – when you are assigning jobs yes. or actions for the week, uh, think about who's the best person to take that on, yes. who enjoys that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then hold them accountable. There should be one person holding them accountable and you need to have, um, you know, all that documented. But yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, and it seems
0: to work really well. It does. It takes the load off one person doing everything.
1: Absolutely. I think. Um, some of the things we do, yeah, marketing yep. is super important that we've learned that from corporate. Um, identify what your target market is. And that may change. Each week, we identify a, another market that we we think that you know we, we should be in. Yep. And we work out how we're going to target them really specifically. Yep. So, we just don't say we'd like these people. We'd like these people. They're the age this to that bracket. Yep. Those people are more likely to visit this location or use this this social media. Yep. You know, if it's Facebook or it's Instagram, depending on what the demographic is. And then what's the best, play, the best way to attract attract their attention and that's changed over time we like videos at the moment we like photos we do things like um uh uh, tag people Uh, we we take a lot of photos and we tag a lot of people because people will share that onto their stories and so that gives us access to a whole nother audience of people that follow them so don't necessarily follow the business and what we find is people that follow our members their friends are often like them yes And we like people that are like our members. Yes, we want um, more of them. <laughs> we want more of them. We like them. If, if a little is good, more is better. So, um, that's our main focus and it, it, that'll change for each business. But that's why we do so much of that is because we want to attract more of the current customer that we currently have. We do explore alternate markets as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but that's that's always been our main focus, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, yeah.
0: and it works quite well. Um. Yeah. And it helps us to learn a new skill set as well.
1: It certainly does. Yeah.
0: Um, keeping in line with trends and what's what's working in the social media world and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so, any advice or any tips for someone who is looking at making the leap? Um, particularly if they're, a, you know, a one-man band, maybe they don't yeah. have the resources. Yeah. Um, what would be something that you would suggest? And I've got my my thoughts on what yeah. I would do. But
1: so the way that I would do it in in now, um, the way that, that I did it, uh, and anyone that's looking to open a gym, I would suggest starting small. Yeah that's what we did Uh, we started in a very very small room no signage um, with the basics bare minimum of equipment do not get yourself in debt if you don't need to let your coaching and your service speak for itself people will remember would not necessarily remember what equipment you had or what the space looked like but they'll remember how you made them feel so concentrate on yourself and your own skills Um, worry about this fancy equipment later there was a lot of gyms that opened around obviously location that had much much better setups than we did and we have now surpassed them um so that's the first thing uh it starts small to be prepared to work if you can do both if you can work on it on the side and get it established then you can hedge your bets but there are many hours in your day you should you you make time to do it if you're really passionate about it make time to do it Um, and then jump you have to That's jump. Yeah. At some point, you have to jump. Yeah. But know that you will not float straight away. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, your, the, the, the wings will not suddenly um, span out and you'll start to soar. Um, when you jump... Um, you're going to hit some rocks and it's, it's going to hurt for a little while. You're going to tumble down the cliff before, before you start to soar. There's so, some free
0: fall well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. There is some free fall and there's some very scary moments and there's a lot of stress and, and y- y- you know, you're going to cop it a bit. Um, but eventually, um, it's worth it. And, and I think that if you're really passionate about it and that's what drives you is yeah. the process and your passion and not the money because yeah. remember we didn't make money for three years yeah. um, if it's not the money that drives you and it's the passion that drives you and it's the people that drives you yeah. um, then then I, I eventually I think that you're going to soar um, the, 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 the last thing is find people yeah. that you can trust Yeah. Um, find good people that are like-minded yep. and take them with you. Yep. You can't do this by yourself no. as much as you think that you can. Uh, it's, it's hard and the more, and ask for help because people are good. People will want to help yep. our gyms. Our first three gyms were built by the members. Yep. Um, in it's fact, exactly all amazing. of our gyms were built by the members, yep. weren't they? Yep. All yeah. the all gyms were built by members, all right? If you ask for help, people are good. Yeah. Innately. That's one thing that I really Innately, innately people are good. Yeah. Ask for help, um, but take good people with you yeah. and l- give them room yeah. to shine, yeah. and they will, and they will open opportunities for you yeah. that you c- you could not even imagine when you started. yeah and So, we've there's my tips.
0: We've had a lot of that from members who have started. Absolutely. Up and who, I mean, we all.
1: That now run gyms. That now run gyms, yeah.
0: <laughs> So I, I, that's a really important one. And I just want to add to that having good people around you. I think that applies in the gym and outside of the gym or mm. in the case of any other business, it's in your business and outside of the business. Yep. Um, you need a support network Definitely. who will understand that you have to make sacrifices over the weekend and that you have to work on a Sunday yep. and that you might need to... Leave a family dinner. I'm speaking my own on yeah. my own personal <laughs> experience. You might yeah. need to step out from a family dinner for five minutes yeah. to get on a phone call or to get on your laptop or to do something because that is what it takes, and that is what it's that's what it's going to take yeah. for as long as the business is yours. Yeah. Um, so you need that group of people both in and outside of your business, and I think that's a big deal breaker as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but it's worth it. Do yeah. it. Hundred yeah. percent. Just do it.
0: Jump. What's the worst that can Jump. happen? Jump. That's the, it best yeah it's the best i think that's it that's it thanks guys thanks everyone awesome see you next week bye wait guys thank you so much for tuning into the 168 podcast if you enjoyed this episode make sure you hit subscribe and tune into our socials and all your podcast channels so
1: you don't miss any future episodes thanks so much see you next time